The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get. And we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hey, everybody, I'm Lisa Campion, and this is the Miracle of Healing. Um, today we're going to talk about sexual enlightenment and Tantra, what it really is, what it isn't. And it's so much more, it can be so much more than finding good sex in your life, which of course is super important right there. But creating um, conscious sexual practices and inviting in pleasure and creativity into your life has so many more beautiful, powerful ways that it can bring us into healing, into enlightenment. And um, it's, it's just a beautiful thing to talk about. And I'm very happy today that we have um, this topic. And we're going to be talking to Dr. Elspeth Moit and Freddie Zental Weaver and discuss how they're just real um, experts on this topic. So they assisted thousands of couples and singles to create lasting intimacy in the in fulfillment in their lives and their relationships. They've been all over TV um, on Showtime, the Showtime's documentary series called Sexual Healing and the Emmy award-winning NBC show Starting Over. They are the best-selling authors of the book Sexual Enlightenment, and they've been endorsed by world-renowned spiritual pioneer, Dr. Michael Beckworth, which is quite amazing. They are the co-founders of Tantra Nova Institute in Chicago. So welcome to the show. Great to be here, Lisa. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, so good to have you. I love this topic. And I think that um, it's fantastic to um, sort of introduce this maybe to people that don't know what Tantra is. And I'd love to hear you talk a little bit. Maybe that's something we can start with. What does that mean? What does it mean? And what does it mean to you particularly? Well, Tantra was one of the yogas of the energetic body, unlike Hatha yoga, the physical form. We're Tantra Mm -hmm. Nova, Tantra Nu, so we're integrating aspects of the East and the West in terms of transformation. What's mm-hmm. relevant for us in terms of the tantric part of our tantra nova is working consciously with life force of sexual energy. Now, there are many variations of tantra out there. And um, what we are working with is the altered state of what happens in the sexual to get to the subconscious aspects of how we are creating our life. And that's mm-hmm. what we want to get into with you today, because a lot of people hear about tantra, and they think, oh, it's a sexy yoga, and I want to have better sex or longer orgasms. And all of that, you know, will be affected in terms of what you learn. And once you get into 
tapping into the intelligence of sexual energy, we start to shift areas of life that seem completely unrelated to sex just in the simple process of living. So if I, if I start listening deeply uh, from that space that happens in the sexual meditation that we teach, then when I'm just out in my world, in my life, and I say like, oh, I hate my job, 30 more years of retirement, that dog doesn't hunt anymore because what is the cascading effect from the thought in terms of the total felt sense of the thought? Because it's all energy. So we'll get into that as we go. So that's a little bit of my, I don't know if that takes us deeper down the rabbit hole, probably. <laughs> yeah, it. no, I think it's great. I, I, that's a great start and a great definition. And I think, you know, of course, yes, it's about sex. There are ta- tantric practices that aren't about sex. There are some schools like that from what I understand, but it sounds like in your definition there, you're including life force energy, like it's a way to tap into our life force energy, which we need for all kinds of things. So what else can we use with that energy? You know, when, when we sort of stir up our life force energy, what else can we do with it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about energy, given that it's so elusive, we cannot see it, we cannot hear it. Uh, so we cannot see our feelings and emotions, but my, do they have us. And um, in most transformational approaches, what we access is our conscious mind. Uh, and uh, through uh, therapy, you know, over the last 50 years, we have more access to our emotional self. It's more permissible to actually feel and express. Um, and, you know, like 50 years ago, when someone went to therapy, it was like there's something off with that person. Mm-hmm. Today, mm-hmm. you know, some of us go to the therapist every week, like a little tune-up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, what when we look at these three dimensions, there are more dimensions, but there are three key dimensions of the human being. One is the consciousness self that then also goes into the spiritual self that is connected with the conscious mind. And then the heart, the love, we also place the emotional dimension there. And then the third one, the physical, that includes the sexual. There's no transformational approach I'm aware of and I have, you know, dabbled, dabbled in many of these opportunities, is that we become conscious around our sexual self. Now, while the sexual is very pervasive in our society, advertising, commercialized, you know, um, yet bringing consciousness is a whole other dimension, it's a whole other way countering ourselves and along with it when we tap into that what also shows up is our primal self sexual energy is survival it's life giving it's forthcoming and with that of course stuff may show up you know so that um, becoming more aware in tuning with that life-giving energy that is sexual in nature What may also show up is, you know, past wounding, things that are not resolved. And so to come into that integration of the sexual, emotional, and spiritual self, we may pass through places that may be painful, 
that may be stuck, constricted, not for the sake of going down there, it's for the sake of clearing it. Because when there is constriction, energy cannot flow freely. And what's most importantly, to be alive, self-expressed and fully joyous mm. is that this energy that runs through us can move freely like this. However, if my heart is constricted or if I have closed up my sexual self because there were some painful experiences, I'm not fully available to myself, leave alone that energy. So uh, that is the promise of the tantric practice that we get to clear, to heal, to free ourselves, to become fully ourselves in the way we feel about ourselves, in the way we express ourselves, and then in the way how we can relate to another and connect our energy with the beloved. That was really lovely. And I wanted to um, to just focus in on something that you said there, which is so many of us have really deep hangups about sex, you know, like we're very repressed. I, I live in New England where we're, we're sort of repressed. It's a very repressed part of the country here. And, and it does, you know, studying these tantric practice sort of help us loosen up maybe some of our repression, our hangups, our denial around our sexual self? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Lisa, when, you know, we are coming up in our lives, we learn and we are, we are uh, modeled uh, a repression around our sexual selves. Yet I can't think of anything more loving uh, and spiritual than creating life, you know. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. whether you're doing consciousness work or not, when we are in our sexual uh, experience with ourselves or with another, we're more open, loving, vulnerable, receptive. Chemically, we're changed, more endorphin, mm-hmm. serotonin, oxytocin, the feel-good hormones. We're in an altered state. So in a sexual meditation, in the distinctions that we teach in our workshops and with private work, is the, the awareness of breath and how we're breathing and the particular way of breathing, uh, energy awareness, where energy is showing up in our body, Uh, And intention, like, you know, that's important. Like, what is it in my life that seems to elude me? Because given that we're the only ones in our life, authoring our life, oftentimes the stuff that I did, oh, school, money, uh, accolades, I did all that. But the bad stuff, I don't know how any of that happened. So (laughs) when we really start getting into owning our life and seeing and wanting something new, we learn to get out of our own way. Because a lot of what's happening that we're creating is coming from places in the subconscious that we aren't even aware of. Yeah. Just it's in that altered state that we get a glimpse into what we don't see about ourselves energetically and emotionally and experientially. Yeah. Yeah. Let me I give can. you an example uh, that may look, you know, just to tap into that subconscious that Freddie just mentioned. <clears throat> and also giving, you know, further an answer to what you brought up, uh, how we can face our wounds or that was in the way. Mm. So... When I came to Tantra, really like approaching it as a practice, as as a discipline, not just reading a book here and there, I was actually in a state of great despair about relationship that was like 25, 24 years ago. And uh, I had this pattern of attracting unavailable men. And while it was often quite exciting, most of the time I was alone. 
you know, and there came this distinct moment when I could see the trajectory. If I was not going to change that, I would end up without lasting intimacy and love in my life before I leave this planet. And I surely didn't want to settle for that. And that is when I delved into the tantric practice. And what opened up for me was something I had no clue about. And that was that I learned that I distrusted men. Now, if you had known me then, you know, you wouldn't have called me a distrusting bitch. I was very charming. I reeled the guys in. I was inviting. Yet underneath, something that was not visible to the conscious mind was running the show. And so through the healing, the tundric healing rituals, that is when I tapped into it and what I was hearkened back to suddenly in the healing ritual was an experience uh, from the time when I was 18 years old, first boyfriend, first love. We had a very blissful relationship and he asked me one day to have intercourse. I said yes, although I was not ready and it was freakingly painful. I had to go to the gynecologist, the bill from mm -hmm. the gynecologist went home to my house. My dad opened it. All hell broke loose. He called me mm -hmm. a whore. The boyfriend left mm -hmm. a few weeks later, the relationship. So there I was totally alone, no soul to turn to. And that was the moment when I made this nanosecond coping decision, which was something like, see, Elspeth, Men are not there for you when you really need them. Right. And while it was so at that time, that decision trailed me into my young adulthood, my adulthood. No wonder that I attracted an available man because that was further proof. See, Elspeth, they are not there for you when you need them. And it's right. in a very twisted way, not consciously, we create then the very thing in our life that we don't want. Right. I could not change that from my conscious mind. I had no access to it. However, in the tundric healing, that was touched into because the tundric mm -hmm. healing is where we tap into our somatic self, our energetic body, emotional body, sexual body, and that opened up up new new worlds it's me. like one of the things we love about sex it keeps us procreating and, and you know creating new life is that wonderful nothingness that happens that little death you know mm -hmm. they call it french mm -hmm. you know and so when we start playing in that arena of that nothingness we have space to create something and it's that intimate vulnerability when we bring consciousness in particular distinctions with intention, it's that leads us to that open, intimate vulnerability. We get to see not just the story, because there's a lot of folks that come do our work that have gone through therapy and have lots of actionable insights about why mm -hmm. something, the why is just yep. left brain analytical. It's how yep. something lives for us energetically and somatically. And it's in that yeah. intimate vulnerability, we can get in touch and let go and move through as Elspeth's story illustrates. Yeah, love that. That's beautiful. And I think we all, I'm going to, it's a broad statement, but obviously we all have sexual wounding or relationship wounding or things that didn't go so well, you know, and that we're carrying on those patterns deeply inside of us until we, we do the work you're talking about.
Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. When you're talking about the practices, can you explain a little bit more um, about what a tantric practice looks like? Right. So for the man, and Elspeth can speak on the woman, but for the man, one of the primary edicts in all the variations of tantra that there are is for the man to learn to separate ejaculation from orgasm. And a lot of guys have heard about the article that Sting uh, was interviewed in about 20 years ago. Right. He makes love to his wife for eight hours. Now, that's not just bang, <laughs> bang, 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 bang. I mean, there'd be broken hips and people in wheelchairs. No, it's a whole gestalt of breathing and touching and gazing and microcosmic orbiting the, the, the orgasmic nectar. And uh, so that's that's different for guys, because when guys start out, you know, it's like the little guy with the little head, you know, look, ma, no hands, you know. And as adults, we're run by our little heads our whole life. Mm -hmm. So in the Mm -hmm. process of learning to separate ejaculation from orgasm, men start to uncouple how this unconscious uh, energy that appears oftentimes is just lust uh, shows up, particularly for a woman. Um, But it's the only place for most guys that they can feel intimate, uh, touched, uh, moved. uh, They can cry. They can be uh, nurturing. So it's in that place we start to feel. So when men start to bring consciousness to the ejaculatory reflex and not just staving off or lasting longer, because a lot of guys can do that, you know, uh, it's learning to circulate consciously what we call this orgasmic nectar. And that's with breath, energy awareness and muscle control and so on. Then we start to uncouple how this energy has us, the, the shame, the guilt, the uh, is it big enough, hard enough, fat enough, da-da-da-da, that, you know, uh, possessiveness, jealousy, all it's loaded. So mm-hmm. that's then starting to get uh, into the possibility of using this altered state to get to something we don't see around an intention. But most folks start with that because, as I said, there's a lot of stuff for everybody around the sexual peace. Right. Yet anybody who's willing in a body can get what we're sharing. Yeah, and the beauty then is then when a man can master this ejaculatory reflex that actually lives in the pelvic floor, there's a ring around the base of the lingam, or which is the Sanskrit term for penis, or much more endearing magic wand or wand of light. Um, so at the base of the wand, there is a muscular ring, and that ring goes off right before the ejaculation, all in service to ejaculate. But just but in terms of like that's for the man to really learn to get past to be able to use sexual the altered state in a, in a new way. For the woman, right. it's a different thing yeah. in general that they need to work that not need to, but in general that women have to move through, and that's yeah. owning the sexuality. <laughs> so so then what opens up is. Um, So the ejaculation is a physiological reflex. Orgasm is the energy, the sensation. And Mm -hmm. any sensation in the body can be moved to wherever we want 
to move it through the breath. Energy and breath go hand in hand. If we don't breathe, we die. It's rather obvious. So if they go together, when or when they go together in dying, they must go together in being alive. So we put this to use in the tantric practice, and then the man gets to move up this wonderful you know, testosterone, pleasure energy from his magic wand into his heart. And guess what? When he's connected with his heart, I can feel it in my heart. My heart opens. Because most women, and I would say everyone who lives more in the feminine, it could be a man, it could be a transgender person or bisexual person. So it's not just for men and women. It is for the one who connects more with the feminine energy, they start feeling when they want to connect in the heart center. So when Freddie feels it in his magic wand, I may not feel it yet, but when he connects this luscious energy with his heart energy, my heart opens, and when my heart opens, guess what? My yoni opens, which is the Sanskrit term, for the sexual center of a woman, the vagina, the vulva. And then from in that circulation, it goes like this. You can mm-hmm. see everything is circular, you know, mm-hmm. and we can move it around then once we are connected. And it's interesting because to. these practices in a very practical instance, we work with couples and they're in the peak of their sexual aliveness in their 30s and they come in and she's like, I don't know if he loves me. And he's like, of course I love you, darling, pointing at his erection. And she's like, yeah, but can you kiss me with your heart? And that's not something that guys learn to do. And then once they start doing these practices, she can trust, her heart opens, and then they're back, you know, because he's transcended what appears to her as lust, as I said. But guys just, it appears that that's where they can really feel something beyond the, the, you know, the sex or the fighting. Yeah. I want to make clear that there is nothing wrong with lust. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a wonderful place to feel. <clears throat> However, if that is the only place, there's no mastery. Then we can feel right. it's very limiting in what is possible, and most importantly, what may be possible in the connection with another, because the lusty feeling is not conducive to connection. It's much more self-centered. Again, there's nothing wrong about it. We want to be aware uh, of where we are at. Am I in my lusty self? Then I may want to say to Fred, okay, let's have a lusty evening. And then we are on the same wavelength. You know. However, if I want to deeply connect or if there's something I would like to move through and would like Freddie to be by my side, hold space for me, the lusty origin is not a good place to be in. You know, because right. they don't feel listened to. Well, we really need access to both, right? You know, and yes. if um, there's always fun, you know, it's always fun to connect to that lusty energy. But if that's all you have, then you're not really maybe, um, you know, playing with the full repertoire of what's possible. Um, let's talk about how this works for couples, and also what do we do if we're single? Mm. Yeah, well, you know, in the men's workshop, there is a self-love practice as well in the woman's workshop and working with individuals as well. So the sexual meditation doesn't have to always be done with another person. And even if you come together as a couple, you're still doing your own work. So, yeah, so there's the solo practice and then the couple uh, Mm. practice and how it looks for the couple is 
in the tantric practice, we want to really illuminate what hasn't been illuminated yet, because that is where the further opening, the expansion, you know, the enlightenment resides. And there are two distinct practices. One is dedicated to the men. We call it the lingam ritual, like the wand ritual. Where he and, receives, not giving. So there's, there's a construct in terms of the roles that are played. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. for, you know, for the man to just receive, there's a lot that he's confronted with, you know, because he wants to be the man, he wants to give, we're very visceral, and, and he wants to touch. And so to just be there and receive, it's really a question of, wow, do I even deserve this? There's an intimate vulnerability that happens just in that process. And mm -hmm. then there's the erection, whether he gets hard or doesn't, it's still working with life force energy in a way that we're listening, breathing with attention and intention and moving. So it can be at a soft, a, a soft on or a hard on. And once you, you know, so there's two pieces, there's that piece. And then there's working at a higher level with the ejaculatory reflex and that's muscle control, energy awareness and so on. So there's two pieces to that. And in both pieces, they're still working on uh, transcending what appears as their resistance or they're not, they're in a capacity, incapacity to create what they most deeply desire. So that intention part is very important as part of the meditation, the distinctions of breath, energy awareness and muscle awareness, um, and the roles that are given the giver or receiver. And the woman plays the receiver as well. They both play both roles. Yeah. Also, of course, these rituals, they come more at an advanced state because before we can go there, we want to learn that what Freddie just distinguished, you know, with the awareness of the breath and the conscious breath and moving breath, that really requires the body to recalibrate. It doesn't happen overnight. It's really a shift in the body that occurs through practice. Once we can do that on a subtle level of energy, then we can bring it to the aroused level of energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and the so emotional piece too, because the emotional awareness, which there are a lot of uh, mm -hmm. practices, active and passive, that go that they're offered that they go through in the uh, three day workshop that we offer. So back to the the lingam ritual, where the woman or the one who is you know in the feminine could be a man in same sex couplehood. Uh, my role is to give. It is not about my own gratification. That doesn't mean that it couldn't feel very pleasurable. And for me, it's really a, a, a wonderful moment, this ritual to give to Freddie and to be there fully for him. I mm -hmm. come from service. I come from supporting him. And so I want to be very attuned to how he feels, what comes up for him. Because if I might just do my moves and caressing and so, it may just take him over the top. Mm. And in the tantric practice for the men, it's actually to, for, for, uh, to forego that, not to give something up, no, actually to open up new spaces. And it's not really foregoing anything. It's not even, uh, you know, sustaining. It's circulating consciously. And that's mm -hmm. just playing in that orgasmic ether for a longer period of time versus three seconds. Yeah. Right. And for me, it's an honor to be in the presence of him channeling his energy. And, and you know, for your listeners to note that this is a particular ritual, a meditation that we teach, and it doesn't um, negate the other things we do in the sexual with ourselves or and with our partners, the quickies in the morning and so on. It will inform those things because this information, if it's anywhere, it's everywhere. 
So you start to integrate pieces of this in your mutual lovemaking practice as well. But there are defined ritual meditations that you can do that will definitely enhance and shift how you're living your life. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And then the other way around, where the woman receives, they call it the yoni ritual, mm-hmm. and the man gives. And that is really a great opportunity for both partners to expand, to learn. Mm-hmm. For women, the challenge it really in terms of our sexual emotional being is to reawaken ourselves mm-hmm. feminine energy is we call it the slow is based on the slow hormone like estrogen uh, masculine sexual energy is based on the quick hormone testosterone energy so while men want to learn how to sustain and circulate the energy women Once we are reawakened, we can stay on the plateau for a long time, multiple orgasms, orgasmic waves, you know. So this is really the the opportunity. And for that, the challenge and opportunity may be for the woman to allow herself to open up, to let go, to receive, which can be very revealing Mm -hmm. and vulnerable, And along with that, trusting. So Mm -hmm. receiving and trusting go hand in hand. And so we want to set an environment that is conducive where the woman can receive and trust. So for the role of the men, if you want to speak about that, how you need to be grounded. Right. And there are, again, lots of practices and and meditation exercises and actionable insight, uh, passive and active uh, meditations that they're led through. For the man as the giver, he's giving. He's holding a sacred space for the woman to receive. And this may be someone he's never worked with or, you know, not in a relationship with, or it could be his uh, longtime beloved. Either way, he is there to hold space. So if he gets excited, it's not about a shaming or I did something wrong. It's about learning to transmute that energy to just apply to the ritual in the form that we've shown it. Um so he gets to transcend his practice as well in terms of transcending his lust or his capacity, his proclivity to want to just give and to give into that wonderful energy, but transmute that energy to then hold space for her to get to. Because in her practice, uh, in you know going through the ritual, it may be to get to where she's going, be anger. It could be sadness. It could mm-hmm. be uh, disappointment. And so that what does that look like when he's touching or holding space with her yoni? And she, he's like, well, what did I do? You know, so getting himself out of the way to allow whatever, mm-hmm. you know, this person is going through to let, let it show up. Yeah. So it's really quite a, quite a practice. You know, it's like this is working with the intelligence of this energy that was creating life before we had language. You know, and we think, oh, this sounds so woo-woo. You know, but what's really woo-woo are single-celled amoebas, multi-celled organisms, and a universe that goes on for ad infinitum. And that's our <laughs> lineage. So we're just beginning right. to tap into something that we're a part of in rediscovering so this this intelligence that happens when we bring our intelligence to this energy that shifts us so much. I mean, people use plant medicine to, to get to something, mm-hmm. this therapy, but again, as Elspeth said, there's very few practices I know of any that really learn to work consciously with the sexual. That's beautiful. And if people wanted to, um, to find out more about you, to find your book or your um, institute, how would they do that? Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> yeah, Lisa, we thought we give the audience, whoever's listening today, a gift 
which is called uh, an introduction to sexual meditation, where you can learn the foundations that lead you to sexual meditation, just altering your body, becoming familiar with moving the breath and so forth, and your emotional energy awareness, so that you can bring this then to your sexual self. Uh, so that, you know, will be on a link in the show notes. Also, you uh, please visit our website, tantranova.com, T-A-N-T-R-A-N-O-V-A.com, where you can find uh, the workshops, the private programs, and much, much more. Uh, and, of course, our book, Sexual Enlightenment, is available on Amazon, both in hard copy and audio format. So we wanted to leave you with plenty of resources and opportunities so that you can take what you heard today, you know, into your mm -hmm. own life and start your own practice. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you so much. That's a beautiful offer. Um, I'm sure everybody will appreciate it. So thank mm -hmm. you. Um, and thanks all of you for listening today. Thanks for showing up in this fascinating conversation. Um, I know you're just going to reach right down and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. If you want to find me, you can find me at my website, lisacampion.com. I hope you stop by and visit. And thank you so much, Freddie and Elspeth, for being here. It was such a lovely conversation. I was very grateful to have you today. Thanks, Lisa, for thank having you, us Lisa. on your platform. Yeah. And thank you for being with us on the Miracle of Healing, where we are saving the planet one person at a time right here on mindbodyspirit.fm. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.